Hi, and welcome back to Jewish Thought Flow. This is your host, Mati Cohen. Today, I will be abridging the episode on abortion. Now, surprisingly enough, the Psukim never actually discuss the laws of abortion. What it does discuss is damages done to a fetus when two men are fighting. Says a Pasuk in Shemais, Parak Chav Aleph, Psukim Chav Bez, and Chav Gimel, which say that if two men are fighting and they accidentally hit a woman and she miscarries, the one who hit the woman has to pay the woman's husband uh, for damages done to the fetus. However, the Gemara in Sanhedrin on Zion Amid Beis tells us that the Pasuk of Shaifech Dam Adam Adam, that if a person spills the blood of man, literally in a man, so the Gemara learns out from there that what is a man inside a man, that's talking about a fetus, which teaches us that a non-Jew is chayev even for killing a fetus. But this is specifically for a non-Jew. Now, before 40 days, before the, the fetus is 40 days old, a non-Jew is allowed to abort. So if somebody asks you, am I allowed to abort the kid and the person's a non-Jew, the answer is, once it hits 40 days, it is considered murder, but before 40 days, it is considered something called myobalm. It's just called a fluid inside the inside the woman. It doesn't have a, a form of a human, and therefore you are allowed to abort. Now, what about for a Jew? So there it gets much more complicated. There are three Gemars which discuss, in roundabout ways, how we deal with the life of a fetus. The first one is in Ayalis, in uh, Parag Zion, Mission Above, which tells us that if the mother's life is in danger, you're allowed to abort the child, unless the kid's head has already started coming out. Once the head starts coming out, or once part of its body starts coming out, then you can't abort anymore. The second Gemara, in Erech in Daf Zion, tells us that if the woman is Chayv Misa and she's pregnant, we don't wait until the kid comes out. Um, we can just kill the mother with the baby. In fact, we actually kill the fetus before killing the mother so that it doesn't uh, embarrass the mother or that it's disgusting for the mother that when she's put to death, she still has a fetus inside of her. The final Gemara is also on Erech and Dafzain, and it tells us that we are allowed to break Shabbos in order to save a fetus. Now, the Ramban extends that to say that even if the fetus is younger than 40 days, we are allowed to break Shabbos in order to save it. So those are the three Gemaras. You can abort a baby in order to save the mother's life. If the mother's Chayv Misa, we can abort the baby, and we can break Shabbos in order to save the fetus. As we already said, for a non-Jew, it is ushered, it is considered murder to abort a baby after 40 days. Based on this fact, Taisvis says that based on the rule of Lekamidi, that there's nothing that a non-Jew is ushered to do that a Jew is permitted to do, says it must be also ushered for a Jew to abort a baby. However, while a non-Jew is Chayv Misa for aborting a baby, a Jew is not Chayv Misa. So there's an Iser, but there's no Chayv Misa for killing the baby. Now, the Rambam in Hilchaz Ritzeach, Perak Aleph, Halacha, Tess, explains the reason why we're allowed to kill a baby if the mother's life is in danger. And he explains that the baby is considered right if it's considered like it's chasing after the mother's life. And we know that when a person is chasing after somebody in order to kill them, you are allowed to kill that thing. This strongly implies that without that hatter, without that reasoning of the baby being a right if, it would be us or it would be considered murder to abort the baby. Rashi, however, explains that the reason you're allowed to kill a baby in order to save the mother is because lav nefeshi, it's not considered alive. Based on Rashi, it would seem that the iser of aborting a baby is not because of murder, but it is because of chayvel, it is because of damaging, it's doing damage to the mother. Because the baby is considered part of the mother, by damaging the baby, you're damaging the mother. So now we can jump ahead to the modern Piskim. So the Tzitzeliezer was asked the question from hospitals, whether if a mother figures out that her child, her fetus, has Tay-Sachs, which is a disease which would kill the baby, is she allowed to abort and not have to go through the years of suffering just to see this child end up dying? The Tzitzeliezer quotes a tshuva from the Yavitz from Rav Yaakov Emden, who says that if a mother was an ashes ish and now she becomes pregnant through this 
act of adultery, she's allowed to abort the baby. And he gives a very interesting reason. He says, because the mother is Chayv Misa either way, you should be allowed to kill the baby. The Tzitzeliezer then quotes a tshuva from the Chayv who says that the problem with abortion, the biggest problem, is wasting seed, is that the male is wasting his seed. Now, based on these tshuvas, and also based on the Marit and his understanding of, of the Gemaras and Rishanim, the Tzitzeliezer paskins at any time there would be tremendous, tremendous agmas nefesh, psychological damage to the mother if she has to go through with the pregnancy, we can allow you to abort. He adds that ideally you should use a female Jewish doctor, and he says once the baby is considered viable outside the womb, you need a special heter in order to allow it. Ramesha came out very, very strongly against Tzitzeliezer. He held, based on the Rambam, and based on his understanding of Taisvis and his understanding of the Gemaras, that it is absolute murder to abort a baby. Based on the Ramban, who we mentioned earlier, that says that you're able to break Shabbos in order to save a fetus's life even before 40 days, Ramesha says it must be that it's usher to kill the baby even before 40 days. And he says for a Jew, it's considered murder even before 40 days. Because we're dealing with life and death over here, and according to Ramesha, it is actual murder, and he has Rishinim who seem to be saying the same thing on his side. Most Paiskim have taken the position of Ramesha and only allow abortions in the most extreme circumstances, such as when the mother's life is in danger. There's an interesting line in the Chuva of the Chavisiyar, where after mentioning a few different lines that people give, three months, six months, viability, he says, We're not trying to, you know, what do I think? or some sort of gut feeling, just what does the Torah tell me to do, that is what's correct to do. And that's the beauty of halacha and religion, is that it allows us to make definitive statements about the morality of abortion. Without this objective guide, there's really no way to talk about anything being right and wrong. For example, how can we define life? The fetus goes through numerous stages of development. There's no logical necessity to choose one stage over another as a way to define life. Any one is equally plausible. Even if we could define life, how do we value life? After all, plants, animals, humans, they're all the same alive, but we value different lives more than others. A criminal's life we may value less than somebody else's. Somebody who's coming to murder us we may value as less than somebody else's. Unfortunately, skin color was a way people used to define the value of different lives. But who's to say what is the correct way to value life? And that's just valuing life in and of itself. What about valuing life versus the value of different ideals we have? What is life compared to freedom? What is life compared to pleasure? What is life compared to power? The answer to all these questions is arbitrary unless there is some objective guide defining the value of life. We have that in religion. That's why religious values, for those who follow the Torah and follow halacha, our values have stayed the same for the past 2,000 years, while secular values change every 20 years. Let's take abortion, for example. 50 years ago, everybody thought it was murder to abort a baby. Now, it's considered immoral to not allow a woman to abort a baby because it takes away her freedom of choice. Without an objective guide, it is impossible to say that one is correct over the other. In the same way that it's impossible to tell someone who values an animal's life more than a human's that he's wrong, or a person who values a white person's life more than a black person that he's wrong. I hope you enjoyed this abridged version of the abortion podcast. For more information on everything we've touched on, go back and listen to the full version. And as always, if you enjoyed, please share with your friends, families, and loved ones.